Welcome to Concussion Stories, a Life Yana podcast series filled with hope. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone in your concussion recovery. I'm Melanie, and I spent more than six years experimenting, training, and learning in order to heal myself from a very bad case of post-concussion syndrome. And today, I feel better than ever before. In Concussion Stories, we dig deep while discussing hopeful stories of recovery, as well as the hard stuff in the messy middle. If you're struggling to focus, be sure to take a break. Down in the description of each episode, you can find a table of contents in case you want to skip ahead. Let's dive right in. In today's episode, you get to hear Nick Mercer. Back in 2003, he was cycling with friends in his beloved home country, Canada, when he had an accident and slammed into a tree. He was in a coma for two weeks and had to relearn many skills after that, like walking. Two years after injury, he returned to finish his master's degree. And now, almost 20 years after injury, he's inspiring and helping others by sharing recognition, insight, and authenticity through his Concussion Talk podcast. Nick's speech may be difficult to understand at times, so if it helps you and you aren't already watching this episode as a video, I recommend you follow the link below this episode to watch it with subtitles over on YouTube so that you get the most out of everything that Nick has to share with you. Get ready to be inspired by Nick's honest and wise words. So Nick, um, with the risk of sounding ignorant, I really had an amazing discovery because I believe you, you live in a very uh, wonderful, wonderfully titled province of Canada. Um, <laughs> um, it's called... It's called, it's called Newfoundland, Newfoundland and Labrador. Newfoundland. But I, actually, I was actually born in just Newfoundland. Just because there's when they're they came east and there's like this new land, I think I, that's why I'm just I learned. Ah, and that's the how come the dog was also dog, named. The dog's name just like from the probably I'm not sure. I never did that. I think it probably goes the uh, the they're probably on English boat, English boats, probably. Ah. You see how this is confusing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as I know, okay. which I mean, I've never, I've never heard the name after the dog. As far as I know, the dog named after the island. Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds logical. It's island, though. Yeah. I already said that I would probably sound ignorant, but I just wanted to know no, what good. it was, how it came I know, to I know, I know very little about, about Holland, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Can you maybe uh, share a little bit about yourself, so maybe things you like to do or people you like to spend your time with? Well, obviously, I've been sure it's not family and friends I like to spend time with. Um, I'm, I was born in 1980 in, as you, as in, as I you and I both mentioned Newfoundland, now Newfoundland, Labrador. And then when I was in BC, I went out to University of Victoria, which is on the U.S. Western Coast of Canada, the far west. And, uh, when I was out there, I started driving triathlon and, uh, to, and to do my, I assume I was there to do a master, master's of public administration. And, uh, so I started that and, uh. Then I was about to leave for my work term and go back out east where they day, but it's just Ontario. So it's not really east, east, but it's just there east. And, uh, and, uh, you know, so I was going to go there, but I was, you know, I was second with a few friends from the triathlon team and I crashed to a tree and got ended up in a coma for two weeks and, uh, really bad brain injury. 
since 2010, I've been doing my, my website called Concussion Concussion Talk. And since 2015, my podcast, Concussion Talk Podcast, I do love swimming. And it's like I told you last podcast, I was swimming this morning. Um, in the summer, I swim in the, nearby, in the lakes nearby, around the town and uh, in the ocean. When it's, you know, July or August, because the water in the Atlantic is not warm. And uh, it's poured, but it's not warm. Um, and uh, I like, look, my friend, friends from overseas, I see our very close, I'm very close with them, they're like brothers to me. And, uh, well, and my family, my, my sister, who is in Toronto, and uh, my mom, who's very nearby, she lives in St. John's to me. Well, with me, but she lives in St. John's as well. You're surrounded by a lot of loved ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And have yeah. have they been with you through the whole brain injury? Um, wow. How do we call that? What, experience. Yeah, experience. That sounds yeah, like. Well, well. Well, I mean, I was on. I was on. I was in British Columbia when it happened, which is. The flight from St. John's to Victoria, where I was, was about uh, about eleven hours, and uh, and my other friends were in Ontario, which is by the which is about six hours. If you have a flight, that's they're also they're when I was when I was injured, I was twenty three. They were so they're all twenty three, twenty four, and uh, you know so at that point they're all scattered around. During their thing, they can't really just hop and go. My parents and my sister did, and uh, but they they're around just you know by phone and stuff, and came visited me and stuff, and and uh, my my friends in Victoria and them were just amazing. Just as like I had met them only at the most seven months beforehand, and uh, they were all right there at the hospital every day, and so they're so good. For my parents to have support just. Of course, I didn't know what was going on because I was either in a coma or just coming out of the coma, so I wasn't really that aware. But yeah. they were apparently they were just amazing. So mm. and so, yeah, so that they were and my family, of course, is yeah, all my whole family, right? Yeah, because your your accident happened. What year was it? Two thousand three. Two thousand three, and then um, you were so. Oh, entirely across the country. I would say halfway across the yeah, country, but yeah, really yeah. like um, yeah. your your parents, your sister flew in. Um, yeah, they have must they must have had the shock of their lives. You yeah, were in they a were. Yeah. So your yeah. injury was probably uh, labeled officially severe traumatic injury, right? It was. Yeah. 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 I was in the Glasgow coma scale. I was like, I don't know if you know, if you know that. I'd, I was like four, I think four or five, five maybe. Mm -hmm. But now so that I'm changed, I think four. I was four, but it changed. But of course, I don't. You know, everything I, everything I know about everything I know about my brain is through experience and personal experience, and it's also just through I've learned about the actual stats, like the official figures. Is just hearsay because I wasn't around for it. No, of <laughs> I course. was around for it. Yeah, and then. The first thing you probably remember is waking up, right? Or do you not uh, even remember well, that? I don't. I, I don't know. It's all blur. It's like so. I remember. 
I guess I guess when I look back and I remember remember um, watching some looking at the, a nurse coming in the room asked me where I was and I said Austin. No, I said Victoria, Texas, which is not even kind of where it is, but I doubt it. But uh, I thought it was in Texas for some reason, and uh, and I looked at the window and then she said okay. And, I had no idea what day it was or where it was. And and we're, I don't know if you went there, like random things at the hospital, not throughout the hospital, because it was in one room, but like my time in the hospital. But I remember being getting home six weeks after my injury. So, but, but I mean, but to say what my first memory was at the home, I have no idea. No. I know no. things happen, but I don't know which order. Mm, I, I, I can. Uh, only imagine I, for me it was a bit of the same after my injury but of course a yeah. really different experience because the severity was uh, was is a complete different uh, diagnosis but yeah. I can only imagine a bit about how confusing it must have been for you um, yeah at that time do you did you at the time when you had this full-blown uh, brain injury developing maybe still a bit um, yeah. How did you? Could you cope with it? That not really, because I was told. I was told. I mean, there's no three people. You know, let those know about. But I mean, the doctors were, you know, as 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 much as now they'd be like, that's probably not the right thing. But they they were they were trying and doing rehab stuff. And I was talking to the psychologist and and seeing a physiotherapist and occupational therapist. And I didn't know what to, cause I, I couldn't do things like most importantly, I, I was, like I said, I was a pool player and a triathlete before my injury, like as in the morning of, and, uh, and then I just, and I, then I, I couldn't do anything. So I remember swimming the first time and I, I cried when I tried swimming the first time because they could, couldn't make it like five meters. Like, you know, like I mean, high school, I couldn't even do anything. I was like, I just, Circle, and uh, I couldn't run. I thought I'd be back on the bike in all time, but I'd be running around playing marble, doing whatever. But I uh, see the sign the cards, and uh, and but so yeah, it was, it was hard to deal with that to my physical limitations, but also, but my brain was actually fairly fairly good. I wasn't, I did not, I was too tired, and of course, dealing with my double vision and was difficult to read because I wanted to read a lot, but I couldn't read because the because the television was you know hindering that. Like now I can cope with it because now my attitude would change. But uh, yeah, first well first I'll injury but my attitude was more of a twenty three year old. Mm-hmm. You know, who's wanted to do stuff and of course get out of life and yeah. Yeah but, and, and then now let alone sorry. well it doesn't it doesn't even of course it matters that you're it matters so much that you're twenty three and you're starting life i'd say starting yeah. adult life yeah, exploring exactly. the world yeah. and this happens yeah. to you because yeah. you didn't even get a chance to bloom yet i'd say no um but anyone who would have all of their passions and activities and capabilities taken away like that yeah would have well struggle is the least of the words that you can use yeah it's, it, was, it was tough but i mean I just, I know I always had it for some, I can't explain why I think I always had it, but I mean, I was obviously depressed in my, my parents, and my sister, my sister, her like, 
hurt me. Like, I yelled deal a lot, but it would, I get mad and I'm frustrated and stuff. And, but nothing crazy and uh, nothing long lasting either. So like you said before, like when you first happened, like I was just kind of more in disbelief that that stupid was happening or but they wouldn't fix itself, wouldn't just repair. This was there. You know, my life was before that was frankly great. Like I was doing, I was doing well and then it, they couldn't do anything. It was really a problem. So I figured it would just fix itself. I just have to suck it up in the hospital for, hospital for a few few months. But, uh, and then by the time that really went away, that was, those were tough years. But then I was like, finally got to the point where I was like, well, you know what, that's what it is. And it's, and that, that, that came, I think that that didn't come out just spontaneously. So more developed from a, from a heart of not believing it to just not accepting it to now just living with the, the best I can, the, or, you know, and just enjoying your life now and just, yeah. So that's it. That's the second time that you now, uh, hit on, uh, how do you say not hit on, uh, like, uh, touch upon the subject of, um, Attitude, probably mindset. And yeah, can you tell a bit about how that has influenced your journey? Uh, well, I guess um, how mindset has influenced my journey. Um, well, again, like I was saying before, the, the uh, my mindset first was just I want to get down, I want to do this, I want to do it. I have, I have 23 plans and you know, not, not, not you know, well thought out plans, plans and uh. And just thoughts of what I, where I would be and what I'd be doing and blah, 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 all the stuff you think when you're young. But I just, my mindset just now is more just, I'm able to know the certain meditation and stuff like that. So that's, and that's what I, I do towards life. Just living, not living in, say living in the moment. Like I like to think it just means like ignoring the future, but you're not even that. You're just enjoying the moment that almost come as you know, because you talked about your, Buddhist inclinations, and uh, and that was not I'm not I'm not Buddhist on anything, but I mean just like that sort of thing to really just, just enjoy what it is, and if you don't do that, then you can just end up being like the whole time like I gotta fix myself, I gotta do this, and I'm never gonna feel good until I do this or do that or whatever, and just I can never I can't play water polo like I used to, but I can but I can do other stuff, I can just swim, I can just enjoy life and I do yoga, I can do Pilates, I can just, just read more and just, just keep active, but you know, do that stuff. So other things came into its place and even though you would probably love to do the other things, yeah, um, the new things are also meaningful for you? Definitely, definitely very meaningful. Just being able to enjoy life as it is and mm-hmm. as, as it comes, so yeah. Mm. That's, I think it's, um, um, I find you so strong and so courageous for doing all that you're doing because yes, you have come such a long way. So much has happened to you and hear what you're saying right now. It's, 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 these are words of, of hope and of strength and of also, um, fulfillment in a life that you wouldn't have chosen for yourself, uh, before. And that um, shows a lot of practicing acceptance, but I, I, I yeah. feel like you have accepted um, yeah, what has come to be your life. And yeah. in that you find a new sense of meaning. Yeah, definitely. 
serendipity towards like your thing because you told it's like the influence from Buddhist and Buddhism and again I'm not gonna preach I'm not a Buddhist I'm nothing I'm just but just the the way they're suggested enjoy the moment because the, the moments are life's just experiences and I think that is the the most valuable maybe gift I say that very carefully of of trauma of things that can happen to yeah. us uh, because in the in the beginning it can all feel like um it can it can feel like life has no meaning anymore and yeah um Han, he's one of the um people i, I study um buddhism yeah. with, from um he, yeah. he wrote something like um you want to be a what you don't want to separate garbage like the weeds a gardener doesn't yeah. separate garbage from the flowers so he uses the garbage the weed yeah. to turn into compost yeah. to help the flowers grow more right. and that's a good, good analogy yeah yeah he, he makes the best analogies i think he's a very good teacher um, but i think that this is what you have done and also i think that this is the thing that saved me as well so my situation was yeah. very different but i recognize so much from your story and it helped yeah, me so yeah. much and i think it's very important for our listeners also to hear this that if you have this perspective that that something better may be waiting for you not better than your previous life but better than what you're feeling right now yeah yeah like it's it's two different lives before and after but both can be meaningful in their own way. Yeah. And that really pulled me through through that that belief that something good could be waiting for me. Yeah, because I think the, the kind of the mindfulness part of it is that you observe the thing that's happening right now as and you think it is but this is bad. This is not what I want to happen. But if you just observe it as a as an experience, then the next second will be just something that happened in the past, so I'll just be behind you and look back and say, okay, so that's that thing happened and we move on next to change the next thing. And it's, a, it's a really uh, big difference. So, of course, you have to work through things if they are there. And yeah. you also mentioned, I don't know if it's in this podcast or in our last recording, but yeah, you mentioned exactly. a oh, psychologist. Yeah. We, we already yeah. talked for a long while now. But um, uh, it's it's very important to deal deal with all the psychological side effects of brain injury uh, constructively, yeah. but still a positive attitude, I would say. So you don't have to pump yeah. yourself up in order to feel. I feel positive. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. But if you have like, I can figure this out. If that's the basic yeah. belief, and something yeah. better might be waiting for me, those are things yeah. that already lift you up when you say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so important to do. Yeah. It is. I agree with that. Can I ask you something else? Because I already uh, told you that I had this um, a speech impediment uh, a bit in the beginning. So I had a lot of yeah. trouble finding words. When I couldn't be, I couldn't find my words in the beginning. I had trouble finding words. I retreated. So yeah. I avoided situations where I had to find words conversations, communication, yeah. interaction, anything. Yeah. You also have a speech impediment. Yes. And you make podcasts. Yes. I applaud well, that, you for that. that. Because I yeah. find that's very courageous 
And yeah. I think it's it's wonderful because of course um, it's it's so good that you do it because it's what it is. And yeah. it's so important to share how it is instead of what I did, retreating and not showing so that nobody could respond to it in general. How, how is that for you? How do you see that? Again, it was more of just my acceptance. I couldn't, I couldn't have done a podcast in my first year, just even if I was speaking fine, just so that my head wasn't in the right spot, place for it. But it then you're saying acceptance was so important and just that I now I by then I realized that I I don't really don't I wanted to actually talk to people. I don't I couldn't go out and play with sports and stuff like that. So I couldn't meet people that way. So I wanted to have talk to people. So I basically heard Saturday because I wanted to talk to people. And podcasts like videos like raising excuse to talk to you, talk to people. But you can tell now you know, my speech is still like I get when I speak quickly, I excited, get excited about a subject, I'll speak quickly and then people will understand me and it's, it is getting better obviously as I've done a lot of podcasts and I just, I just kind of figured and I, it kind of helps them feel not that, not that this is ever, ever into my home, but I can brought it up that it kind of feel the, the, my podcast is more, is like authentic because I'm, because it's not, it's not very, it's obviously that I have a brain, brain injury or like at least a, a deficit of some sort. So it's not like I'm, I'm just speaking like this, like you should do this, you should do that. You should, you know, doing all this nerd stuff and just uh, not like judging the way people see that. I just want to learn and I just want to, I just, I just, I just want that quickly. I just, I just want to learn from people and, uh, and to just talk to people and find out what they're doing and, and what's, what's available for other people who are maybe in my situation or another or a better one or, no betters. Again, I'll use the words, but they say that, but like, mm-hmm. just a, yeah, I mean, I'm just rambling up because I don't really know what else. It's, one, it's it. wonderful because you explain why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And that was also one of the things that I really wanted to ask you. So what is, what is the thing that you most want out of everything that you've been through for other people? With brain injury. Uh, I will, I will, it's in my, see, that kind of been realized. Like my, I want other people have better, better not access because I've never had access, but to the availability of care for brain injury, which is uh, brain injuries for lost in the house. I think it's good that you're, that you're doing it and people who are injured, say, last year or two years ago or whatever, or this year, like, or do things like, do things like sharing their experiences and press for more events. I would just want people to realize that that that, that not to be so judgmental of what their of their situation, their current situation, and and just know that it's just, it's life. It's just but you get no yet less influence on your life than you think, and that sounds really sad and, and bad, but it's just meant to be. Just like where you're born and who your parents are in your, your, your area. So there's, there's so much that you had no, no choice over. And, uh, and that's, and that's, that's fine. That's just the way life was, goes on. Not, and, uh, so just, uh, just to say, and if that, like, I didn't choose the same country. I bought a helmet on and I didn't choose to get a major, but I did. And 
you, that's just that's just hate the experience for what it is, and just and don't treat and don't treat every bad thing that happened to you as the worst thing that happened to anybody in the world. Just just one thing. It's not even a bad thing. It's just a thing that happened. Like I kind of say that to people, but they look at me strangely when I say that it wasn't a bad thing. It's just a thing that happened to me. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I recognize and can um, acknowledge everything that you're saying. And yeah. I believe if if someone's listening now who's still in the middle of the storm, it can be very painful or hard to hear this. But it's something that we know from ourselves, but also from talking with a lot of people, of course, who have been yeah. moving through this for a long time or have been through it, that this is what most of us experience in the end. So this is something also that we needed to learn to yeah. be able to uh, move with what's happening with us. And also, I think it's a, a Chinese like, saying, it's not a saying, but it's a little story that um, farmer, something happened to a farmer and then all the village was uh, saying to him, oh, it's so bad that this happened to you. Um, it's so sad. And the farmer said, I don't know yet if it's sad or bad, yeah. I, it hasn't yeah. played out yet. And yeah. then something else happened that people say it again and again and again. And every time he says, I don't know if it's yeah. bad or sad, it hasn't played out yet. And there's also another crux to the story, but that's, that's, I think that shows what you're saying. Yeah. You don't know what will come of it. And if you choose a mindset, let it be one of hope and exactly, yeah. of improvement and possibility. No matter what the situation is. Exactly. Is there something else that you would like to share still? Maybe something about your organization or your website or any advice, anything you want to share? My website is concussiontalk.com and my podcast is Concussion Talk Podcast, which you have been nice enough to be on. And we just, like I said, we we're just saying we both we just been talking forever because we just recorded my podcast before this one, so I'm not sure when yours come out, but uh, this ours about February eighth. So yeah, look at that one and uh, enjoy life as you can, and and just and if you just look at life as just a, a single as a as an experience, a bunch of experiences, and just. Appreciate, appreciate those experiences. I want to thank you for your time and thank your you attention. Thank you so much. Don't, don't give that. I should leave. Oh no, I should. <laughs> I should say, no, I just thanks. respond to you, but I should say, thank you, Bill. And you don't. should say, I should leave. <laughs> I should leave? Yes, that's, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I would love to hear from you. What do you take away from this episode? Is there something that you can apply to your life right away? Head on over to lifeyana.com and leave your comment now. And if you want to hear and read more concussion stories, actionable steps and inspiration, be sure to subscribe to the LifeYana email list while you're there so that you never miss out on new materials we constantly make for you. And if you want to support this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash concussion stories. Thank you for listening to this Concussion Stories episode by Life Yana. May you be well and may you be happy.